0: Captain's Log, episode 54. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers podcast is sponsored by the Beer and Cheese Collective. Formerly known as Astoria Beer and Cheese Dittmars, located at 35-11 Dittmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Winter hours are Wednesday through Sunday, but they're making those five days count with events like Wednesday Night Chess Club and Thursday Night Trivia. Check out their Instagram page for more details. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items at the Beer and Cheese Collective. New name? Same great place. Also sponsored by Sweet Avenue, Sunnyside's newest bottle shop and tasting bar. Check out their amazing selection of draft beer, canned bottles, and fresh crawlers. It's a great place to hang out or to Find a cozy Brewer 3 to take home. Conveniently located just off the 7 train at 405 Sunnyside Boulevard. Stop by and tell them the Beer Vengers sent you. This week Captain of the Beer Wander welcome our newest guest beervenger, Jared Leary. Jared stops by to tell us his fascinating origin story from downtown Manhattan Beer Bar One Mile House to his latest project Sweet Avenue in Sunnyside, a few things in between, and the occasional tangential detour. Remember to like, star, and subscribe whenever that feels appropriate, and send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you'd just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy episode 54, Getting Beery with Leary at Sweet Avenue.
1: Well we're the beer, 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 beer vengers, beer, 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 beer vengers, beer, beer.
2: beer, beervengers. beer, beer. Avengers Whether be Avengers
0: Welcome to the Beercast everyone coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria Queens I am Captain Porter Brownstab.
2: and coming to you from an undisclosed location in the county of Kings it is I the Beer Wonder
0: and we are the, the beer Avengers that's right. We're the Beer Avengers coming the first time in about a month. Thanks for being patient. Uh, January was kind of slow. January's it, rough, man. January is mean,
2: just a rough month.
0: It always is. But, uh, you know, with the, uh, up, uh, the uptick of the world situation with uh, us going through the whole Greek alphabet and such, <sighs> uh, just wasn't as so much. It didn't seem like much to talk about. And we didn't feel like posting a 10 minute show saying, hey, stay at home this week. Uh, but, uh, things are getting turned around. We're hoping on uh, having a few more and, uh, we want to come back into February in a big way, uh, with our very special guest, Beer Venger. today. Uh, we have Jared Leary from Sweet Avenue. Welcome, Jared.
2: Yeah,
0: very happy to be here. Very happy to have you here. How when did Sweet Avenue open? It was, uh, was it last summer?
3: It was the end of July in 2021. Wow. <laughs> Opening a business in a pandemic. Really, really, really easy. Not challenging at all. <laughs> no kidding.
0: Well, yeah, I've got a, you've got a great story there. I look forward to hearing more about that, more about you as the show progresses. Um, uh, aside from uh, what we were just talking about, uh, beer wonder what's been going on with
2: you? Oh, you know, living my best indoor life again, one day at a time, as much as we can, Uh, you know, January uh, is always like that kind of dark time because it's literally dark, like it gets dark early. Um, So I'm excited to be getting into a little bit more light. But other than that, I've been doing as much of my Clark Kent jobbing as I can. And oh, yeah, you know, uh, grabbing beers uh, from all of my local places uh, when the opportunity and even finding some time to catch up with you, which has been a real delight. Yes, it has.
0: We've uh, been a few places. We'll be talking about all of that soon. And much, much more. But before we do any of that, I uh, suppose we should get to the pores. Oh, always. Absolutely. Um, and uh, man, we, I know we've been gone for a month. Uh, who, who should go first, do you
2: think, Beer Wonder? You don't remember?
0: I, um, I know. I, I just, Captain, uh, it's, we've it's, been doing this. Must for... be seasonal affective disorder or something.
2: We've been doing this for over a year. I figure well, yeah. we would have at least gotten into the groove by now. Oh, I- I think it would only be polite if our very special guest went first.
0: Absolutely, you're right. I don't know what what my brain must have been clouded by the uh, by the by. It's a little chilly out there today. I know it is. Absolutely, Jared. What 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 did uh, what beer do you have uh, with you today? There.
3: Well, I am honored to go first. So the beer that I brought today is a brewery um, in Sperryville, Virginia, that I was just turned on to by a regular that comes into the bottle shop. Um, the brewery is called Pet Druid, and the name of the beer is Golden Swan. It's
1: bottle conditioned. It's made on wood fire. It's super interesting. They use their
3: own proprietary yeast strain. It's, it's pretty, pretty delicious.
0: Excellent.
2: I'm to get the uh, what is, is that a dragon on the bottle? What, what is that? It's, it's up for debate. I
3: have no idea. Um, I actually haven't talked to anyone from this brewery, so I'm not sure. People think it's Long Nest Monster. Some people think it's a swan. Some people think it's, um, I, I don't even know, a snake. It could be with a tongue or a pelican, but.
0: I guess it's a Rorschach style beer. Yes. Yeah, so what
2: you <laughs> see in it says something about what you'll taste in the beer.
0: Exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, let's open it up. Let's see what that thing looks like. Yeah. Oh, okay. So. Perfect.
2: Oh, that was a, a good crack there. I enjoy, I always yeah. enjoy it. And I, I'm already starting to see some of the bubbles come up the, and oh, out of yeah. the, out of the glass. Ooh, and a lovely technique, very can you very foamy. bring it up just a little so we can take a, be- yeah. okay, so it's a, looks a little hazy.
3: Very so, lively.
2: Yeah, there's so, a lot so, happening there.
3: Yeah, there's some sediment, a little sediment floating around, I don't know if mm-hmm. you can see that there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, okay. so I'm pouring this in a customizable sweet glass, of glass, of course. Of course. Um, you can see how much, how active this beer is like that. Has oh yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: It has at absolutely time, come to party.
3: At one time when I was bartending, I would have gotten fired for that. But <laughs> this beer is it's worth it.
2: That's why it's good to be the boss. So, yes. Okay. Yes.
0: The the luxuries of being your own boss.
3: So um do do I want me to describe this beer? Do you want me to kind of like tell you what I'm tasting or are we gonna get into that later?
0: Well, I mean, we, we you can you give initial thoughts if you want to. We can certainly get into a, a more detailed later. It's uh, yeah,
3: it's definitely a farmhouse saison kind of a beer, um, belgian mm. It's it's like the smell of it's beautiful. This is like one hundred percent kind of beer that I'm into. Light, delicate, super intense, tiny bubbles like you would get in any kind of Belgian Trappist beer or whatnot.
0: Well, that that sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Well, Captain, um, I I think, you know, despite your misstep, it would only be polite for me to let you go next. Oh, that's so kind of you, Beer Wonder. Um, As you heard up at the top of the show,
0: the show, uh, in addition to our usual sponsor, the Beer and Cheese Collective, this show is co-sponsored by none other than uh, than, than Sweet Avenue. Uh, Not coincidentally, owned by uh, our guest, Jared Leary. Uh, and as a result, he has provided the beers for both myself and Beer Wonder to have. The ones uh, you'll be hearing us talk about, you can find in the shop at Sweet Avenue. So therefore, I am going to have a...
1: Sponsored pour.
0: That's right. A sponsored pour from Sweet Avenue. This is, uh, this, this is a really nice one. I've actually had this one uh, a couple of times uh, from Mast Landing. It's the Coffee Gunner's Daughter. Ooh. It's, uh, it's a milk stout uh, with coffee uh peanuts uh i think there's a little peanut oh yeah it, it, there are definitely still peanuts in this one but the nice thing well we'll talk about the exact flavor later but uh, this is a this is a real treat
2: oh lovely crack on that one we mm-hmm. here we are go oh it, that pours that pours thinner than i honestly would have expected for a beer that is that dark um but. And this uh another exciting thing
0: about this beer is it, and i know we're always trying to get as many different states as we can mm-hmm. can you believe we haven't had a beer from maine before what this is our first <laughs> ever maine beer
2: that's wild
0: this is our main our main event to steal f- f- something from something else
2: yes oh, yeah. all right well, that's a, that is definitely a good looking beer right there oh it's very tasty too yeah Mm-hmm.
0: Um, we'll get into more specific to that, but I, I I don't want you to go thirsty, Beer wonder. What I do you know. have there?
2: Well, uh, to the shock of everyone, I also have a... Sponsored pour. A sponsored pour. Spo-
0: another sponsored pour. What, uh, what a non-surprise.
2: I know. Given we're what just,
0: I just said, but yeah.
2: <laughs> we're predictable here. Well, I'm actually really excited about this beer because it is from uh, a brewery that I've always enjoyed, Equilibrium Brewing, which is a New York State brewery. Um, and this is their Photon Pale Ale, um, clocking in at a gentle 4.8 uh abv uh and they do note in deep specifics here about how they want this beer to be kept cold at all times um and so uh i appreciate um sweet avenue for helping us with that process as well as the captain handing it off to me in frigid temperatures which allowed it to go immediately into my freezer so i feel like we've we've done equilibrium right well yes
0: you're 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 pretty strict about uh staying inside sitting outside right now uh places so yeah
2: Yes. All right. Ooh, I know.
0: It's, that was uh, quite a it, juicy crack.
2: That's a live one right there. It's ready to go. All right. So let's see how my pouring skills are t- today. Oh dear. Very active. Very lively. This one's ready to go. Kind of hazy in there.
1: Yes. Very also very heady as well. Very
2: aggressive head. Um, but uh, we'll let that one calm down a little bit and see. Uh, see what kind of flavors it's bringing for us. Well, oh, yes.
0: Cheers, everyone. Cheers. 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 Oof, by the So, Jared, uh, that beer you have, what was the name of that brewery that it comes from again?
3: So, the name of the brewery is Pendruid. It's quite, I got to get used to this reverse angle on the computer screen. (laughs) Um, So, the the beer is from Pendruid from Virginia. And a okay. regular of mine, Moo brought it in for me once and I had never had it before. Um, he frequently goes down to Virginia area, DC area and found it and brought it back. We have very like kind of similar palates when it comes to these Belgian um, pale ale slash farmhouses slash saisons. And I was blown away by it. And yeah. since then, he's brought me up a bunch more and had different iterations. They do a lot of spontaneous fermentation um like i said before they do a lot of like like wood fire heating for their beers they do a lot of stuff outside very small batch stuff um they have some sours that have plums in them some sours that have raspberries and cherries but uh everything i've had so far has been absolutely outstanding including this one
0: i think i might have to take a road trip
2: yeah i was gonna say that <laughs> yeah. sounds i feel great.
0: like i say that every week but uh
2: well, the good thing is, is
3: I do have a few at the shop and you know there have been many occasions where we will open up some bottles and do a little bit of a bottle share. And that, that's one of my one many favorite things
0: out. about Sweet Avenue is when that mm. happens.
3: Yeah, me too. <laughs> and this was literally a, a, a result of one of them. So um, I'm super into this brewery. I can't talk about them enough. That's why I wanted to bring them onto the show so I can spread the word to you guys as well.
0: Um, this
2: beer is so delicious. Excellent. Well, you've absolutely sold me for sure. <laughs> yeah. so, uh,
0: so beer wonder has your uh, head subsided at all on that uh, equilibrium yet? A, a little
2: bit. We're, we're getting there. Okay. It's, it's yeah. a process. Uh, it's a bit of a journey, but uh, this one is, is a pretty wonderful beer. Um, it, it is kind of more of a pale ale than uh, that, you know, doesn't like hit the IPA notes more like an APA for me, which I love. Um, it's got, I feel like this one's more like, Pacific Northwest kind of situation. I mean, it's pretty hazy. um, And I get some of the fruity, like mango-y kind of stuff that happens, um, but there's a decent amount of hop resin and a pretty intense bitterness to it. So I'm digging this, honestly, I would, and and coming in at, you know, under 5%, um, I feel like there could be a number of these in my future um, kind of experience. I'm curious uh, what kind of relationship you guys at Sweet Avenue have with Equilibrium, or if there's a reason that you specifically Pass this one over to us.
3: Um, I think it was the time of day we were drinking. So I think, you know, under
2: 5, under mm-hmm. 6% seems to be
1: the, the, the good benchmark of that, even though yes. I'm breaking that wrong with a 6-7. But um, it's, uh,
3: I've always liked Equilibrium since they come out. I think they make really cool beers. I think this is like a beer for them that is um, not super hazy and super juicy. It yeah. kind of like shows off that they're their pale ale can be delicate, still be hazy and juicy, but also have a little bit of bitterness to it and keep that A B V down for crushability.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, it kinda reminds me of like other half version, like a super fun or something like that, where it doesn't showcase what they do or what they're known for in a way where it's super juicy and super hazy, but it also it just it's approachable for everybody.
2: Yeah, most definitely. No, it, it it hits all the notes that I like of a really well done hop forward beer that is that I'm going to be able to drink a couple of for the over the course of the day. Um, this is the the definitely the style of beer that I have used as an, a gateway to people who tell me that they have absolutely no interest in hops. Um, and so definitely for those of you who may be newer to the beer avenger world, this is a great. Uh, first step for you. That said, I, as a person who drinks professionally sometimes, uh, I would absolutely drink this one on a regular basis. So thank you for throwing this one my way. No and uh, uh, Captain, what's going on Yeah, with
0: this is interesting. I had, uh, this is uh, I maybe about the third uh, one of the, these that I've had because uh, a friend of mine brought some over and then I wanted up picking some myself. Um, This is, I think, is a big improvement over a beer they had before that was awfully good. Mm. Uh, It's it's called the Gunner's Daughter. Uh, It's sort of a peanut butter uh, milk stout. Um, And as soon as I saw this one, I was like, oh, that's a good one. I'll have it again. Then I saw that it had coffee added into it. And I think the coffee just really, it sort of like lessens that peanut impact a little bit. Because I'm sort of, I go back and forth on how I feel about peanut and peanut butter. But I think the coffee really makes this one sing.
1: Nice. and again
0: it's a really nice uh it's it's a nice uh well that word again drinkable quaffable not crushable. quite crushable but uh <laughs> but it definitely has that it's got a nice uh medium to heavy body mm-hmm. uh for, like, for that 5.5 percent. it's got a nice lactose mouthfeel it's just a it's a really tasty beer yeah
3: i actually just drank this one like the nose is so interesting with that peanut butter but like peanut butter it's like roasted peanuts
1: you actually i feel like you almost smell the skin of a like a peanut even having a ball game or something yeah um,
3: Yeah. like i was even joking it was like almost like i almost smelled like a bag of fritos in it It was so weird like how much of the skin of the peanut that i i smelled excellent
0: Excellent. all right well uh you know now now that we've been introduced to some of the uh various uh beers that you can find at sweet avenue uh I, I, you know, I, I feel like it's about time uh, we
2: start to learn a little bit more about Jared. Don't you think so, uh, Beer Wonder? I do. You know, I think it might even be time for an... Origin, origin, story, origin, story, origin story. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: I think it's time that we learned the origin story uh, about uh, Jared Leary. And, and I know that you've, you've been involved in a lot of different uh, bars just since I've been aware of things. Uh, and I know that your story definitely starts before that. Uh, where would you really consider your beer origin story beginning, Jared?
3: I think like getting into beer was definitely a very early age. I yeah. yeah. Cool or whatever. But like, getting into craft beer, um, I would even say it was before I was
2: legally able to drink. But, sure. um, a few I, of us I'm have really admitted to,
0: to that. It's a good thing the statute of limitations isn't so uh, heavy on that one. I think, exactly. I, think, I don't think anyone's going to come looking for us.
3: Yes. So I used to start, um, I grew up in South Jersey in the Philadelphia area, and I used to frequent probably one of the most well-known Belgian beer bars in that city. Oh. Um, and my fake ID was better than my palate. And it was, uh, it was where I kind of learned about Belgian beer. And, and of what beer was going to taste like, you know, what was the new thing? What could I learn from it? You know, beer became more of a sit down adventure, you know, as far as not having the same thing twice, not just crushing Heinekens and, you know, for a night just to catch a buzz. It was more about, you know, we can still catch a buzz, but I can have multiple different things at one night and like really kind of dive into what flavors were. It yeah. became more of a hobby than actually just going and sitting at a bar and, and doing something. Um, I think I kind of took that with me. Got my first um, uh, chance to open up my own place. Mm -hmm. Um, That place was in um, downtown Manhattan, um, like the Bowery region, uh, called One Mile House, which is on Delancey between Christie and Bowery. You know,
0: I think Uh, the first time I heard about that one was uh, I think Huck stumbled across it at some point or another and he uh, led us all there and had a lot of fun there.
2: We've spent many a happy hour uh, at One Mile House. Yeah.
3: Uh, It was a magical. same time of opening a business but it um i definitely had a lot of help i had some great people who for me um have gone on to do amazing things themselves and it was a real great culture that we created there and i think a lot of that had to do with craft beer
1: yeah.
3: um through the beer we got to meet a lot of new people and you know through beer events and just you know having one-off beers having new breweries like the first beer equilibrium came out with or the first beer other half came out with single cut transmitter all these beers that just we all know and take for granted today that they all had an origin story too and they mm-hmm. a lot of those came through one mile house um after that um i had a couple of new partners and we opened up a place with judy and punch um
0: that's on so, 30th avenue in astoria
3: yes yeah, still there um they uh my partners there run that we have a pretty awesome beer program is there as well um cocktail program and a couple of years later, we partnered up again, and this past summer we opened up Sweet Avenue, where I'm at today. Um, I run that place, kind of a similar to one my house, minus kitchen, minus um, you know multiple staff on one day. It's basically a one-person show, and we do the retail as well. Right. Um, that has been a learning curve as well. It's, it's it's kind of amazing what you think you know and what you don't know as things kind of unveil themselves. Retail is a different animal than just having a bar or restaurant. Um, it's not any more challenging, but it's just, you have to readapt the way you think about things, you know, like with a restaurant, you can quantify your sales by butts and seats. You know, like you look at your restaurant and you're like, all right, well, we're really busy. This is going to be great. Great night where I could look at sweet Avenue and we could have, you know, I hope that never happens, but four people sitting at the bar, but we could have a great night as well because of so much of the pickup services, the delivery that we do and curbside delivery, you know, as well um, a lot of orders get passed through our website, you know, SweetAvenueNYC.com. NYC.com if anyone's wondering. And it's like, uh, it's just to see how that new wave of beer drinking through the pandemic has really opened up those doors.
2: I am curious. So, uh, you know, knowing that a lot of people are drinking at home now and that that's sort of a trend that's come, was that part of the, the prompt that made you shift into something that would be more of a retail and bar model, uh, or yeah. where did that inspiration come from?
3: I think it came from, uh, the inspiration came from experience. I think okay. there were certain things that happened in the course of one mile house, for instance, is, you know, labor increased, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, I believe in everyone should have a fair wage, but when you open up a restaurant where the wages are lower, then you're forced to go higher and everything else goes higher on top of that. You kind of price yourself out of your model, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's kind of what happened with one mile house and, you know, there was no going back. It wasn't designed that we could take away, you know, Um, so with this model, it was like, let's keep it very simple. We can keep it very intimate. We can have, you know, one to two people working at at any given time for a whole day and a lot, you know, eliminating the kitchen, the cost of that labor and the cost of just the goods that you have to buy as well. Um, all kind of played in the role of this. I think opening up during the pandemic really let you, you know, think about what the pitfalls were if you couldn't have people in your store, Mm -hmm. you know, like we have these open windows in front that we could just open up. all the beer that we have in those fridges we can kind of turn to the front of the place and sell right out the window if we wanted to. Oh wow that hasn't happened happened yet, but that's something that we thought of, you know, it's like if we do have to revert back to no one in your establishment, how are you gonna survive? You know, and I think with these pitfalls that many restaurants have had, um it's kind of a shame how many people have been left out to dry. But I do believe that strong willed people will come up with creative ways to Keep their business alive,
0: and I I was looking at your website the other day, and noticing how incredibly a lot, a lot of places, I feel they don't update things regularly enough. You kind of like have to go into the store to really see what's there. You seem to be really on top of having a very thorough selection, divided by style, as far Um, as what's available and what the prices are, and and all of that, so you can plan it. Now, is that is that something directly through you, or is there a third party that you're working through there as well, or
3: Um, No, I designed it all myself. Okay. Uh, Oh
1: wow. Yeah, from the logo, from
3: the way the place looks, I painted the walls myself. Everything was kind of really done. You know, what's between these two ears? Um, The uh, the website is Through Square, which is my POS system, um, and the reason I chose them is because they have an online platform for the store. Okay. As far as like an actual like everyday service at the bar, it's a little slow, but it's meant for retail. It's not meant for high volume bar or, you know, services, um, but the store is great. So I can, I literally take pictures of the beer every time I get them in the house, price them out, put them in the computer, put them in the fridge and then put them up on the online store. So everything for the most part, not today, cause I haven't done it yet, but <laughs> after I'm done this podcast, I will, um, everything is normally in real time. So when we get it and we have it in the fridge, it's available. Sometimes it might not even be in the fridge. It'll be in the walk into the back, but it's still available in on the online store. Excellent. But yeah, really, I really try to keep it up to date because I mean it's a hassle, but it's totally worth it. And it's you know you don't want to come down there and see something on the website that's not there. I think that's a really bad way to run a shop.
2: Yeah, well, and on the flip side, it's exciting to see. Oh, there's something new here. I want to yeah. definitely make sure I swing by. So of course, yeah.
0: So you were joking before about uh, not not entirely joking, but remarking humorously on on the whole notion of opening a place uh, in the middle or well into. Uh, a, a pandemic. Yeah. Had you decided to open this store before you got hit with that? Or was this something did you is it entirely post March 2020 that you picked the space and started planning on
1: opening this? Um, yes, yeah, so on the space.
3: We saw the space after, you know, I think we signed the lease in January. of OK. Um, as far as the idea, I've lived in Sunnyside for the last 11 years. Hmm. Uh, so the whole pretty much time that I was running one mile house, I was living there. Um, excuse me. Uh, so I think every time I would come home at night after like an event, I'm like, man, you know, Sunnyside really needs some craft beer. We should open up a bottle shop here. It was something I was always just throw, thrown out there, but never really thought of. But I think since I left one mile house, I was looking for a new adventure. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, I would Give props to my wife; and she kind of pushed me back into it, that idea. And yeah. uh, so I was trying to search for things to do, and and it was she was like, "Why don't you just push on that model?" Let's look in the neighborhood. You know, we can be close to home. I can be close to my son. I can be you know, in and out of the shop if I can. You know, it's not like I have to travel forty five minutes to get somewhere. Like it's very neighborhood, and mm-hmm. I think all those things made me want to do this. Um,
0: so I it used to be a flower question, shop. Is that right?
3: Yeah, it was a florist <laughs> for 86 years. Wow. Um, I know when we were building out, people were like, oh, what happened to the flower shop? I'm like, oh, I, you know, I think they closed. And like, what are you going to do? I'm like, oh, I'm opening up a craft beer shop. And they were like, oh. Like, <laughs> I was so <laughs> thrown off by the, the, you know, some people were excited. But like, you know, a lot of the older people in the neighborhood that, were, you know, had no idea what, what I was doing or what we were about yeah. was like oh that's a shame and it's like well i think
0: beer is better than flowers i don't know but you can always find flowers
2: yeah on valentine's day you can just have a couple out just in case anybody needs to grab one on their way home then you're serving the purpose
3: right?
0: and it's not like you're opening up a vape shop or something i
3: know this is like and it's like good quality stuff it's not you know you're running the mill we're not trying to be you know we close earlier it's not like we have the 4 a.m raucous hours of a bar
1: Wow. Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: it's a it's a it's a vibe. It's a vibrant mom and pop small business. Exactly. Yeah.
3: So I think we have to the name. Right?
0: Probably in the spirit of the. what's probably the flower shop opened uh, initially as well. It's that, you know, mm-hmm.
3: exactly. there's a lot well, of foliage well, in our in our place. There's a lot of flowers and plants that my wife takes care of.
2: Well, that's cool. <laughs> so I'm curious about uh, curating the beer selection. Uh, I assume yeah. that that's entirely you. Um, sure. Uh, and knowing sort of your tastes, do you have like a, a method that you go about it? Are you looking for the newest thing? Do you have tried and trues that you always want there? Um,
3: I do think it's a combination of all that. I think it's. Okay. I've learned my lessons. Like with this shop, there's definitely a lot of fine tuning that has happened. You know, with with one my house, I had 30 draft lines, so it was like, yeah, right. I'll take this, that. I'll, I'll find a way to put that up. You know, like I didn't have to say no too often. Um, with this one, it's a little more tuned in. It's 12 lines. Um, I try to stay extremely specific to the lines that I have. So I'll always have like two lagers. I'll always have four hobby beers or hop forward beers, um, two stouts, two sours. And then I'll have somewhat of like a Saison line or some wheat line. And then maybe like a wild card round that we can put quads on, or we can put some really delicate beers when, you know, when the weather warms up. But it's like kind of true to that. And then the other thing is like, you, you know, you want what's new, You want what's hot. You right. want you know, to move the needle for your customers and get them excited. Um, you definitely, you know, I hear this a lot. Of like, you know, oh, it's nice. Um, I don't know why they have so many IPAs. Like, I wish they were more balanced or more options. It's Like, well, you know, unfortunately, eighty percent of the population is buying IPAs when they walk in the store. Yep. You know, and I, I turn those over a heck of a lot more than anything else. It's not. It's actually not my personal cup of tea. I'd rather have a ton of more saisons and more interesting beers. But they're going to sit on my shelves, unfortunately, and I can't.
0: Eighty percent, really. I didn't. I think it was that. How much percentage I did I?
3: I think I'm exaggerating. I, Where does sour fit of, into all that? They're just, as... I mean, they're pretty high too. Yeah, um, really? Yeah, especially the big fruited, like stupid ones. I always call like they're <laughs> just so much fruit in them, and it's not like what I remember a sour to be. But um, they're tasty. I mean, what they what they can do with a beer these days is amazing. Like, um, like there's beers that taste like Hawaiian punch. We just had one recently that mimicked like the fruit punch Gatorade, the red Gatorade that. I mean, it was identical it was identical to smell. It was a little more tart, but um, I've had ones that taste like Hawaiian punch. I've had ones that taste like vanilla cake, and you're just like, I don't know how they do it these days. Evil Twin had one that was grape soda. It like, literally tasted like grape soda. Yeah. I, let my 11, I let my 11-year-old taste it. I was like, what do you think of it? She's like, oh, this is good. I'm like, no, it's not.
1: It's
0: not <laughs> so. Alcohol should
3: not appeal to an 11-year-old. But,
0: yeah. Well, well, yeah, I think I think uh, that horse has left the barn as far as I mean, I, I, it's, it, I think I think uh, there's so many things uh, where like weed edibles are getting in trouble for that. I don't think anyone's paying attention to beer because beer is I mean, beer, most beer, a lot of beers are really embraces the silly yeah. evil yeah. twin being on the on the forefront of that. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's funny. I think, in fact, there was one, I think uh, when Huck had well, that evil twin. Uh, it was, he was, I remember him literally saying, like, I figured like, you could give us a kid and say, here, drink your juice. Because yep. it just has that, that, that flavor to it. Oh, yeah. Now, well, si- since you opened, uh, Jared, you've, I know you've had a lot of uh, really great uh, theme nights. Like uh, recently, uh, you had uh, one with the uh, Fifth Hammer. I, unfortunately, yeah. I wasn't able to be there for that one. Uh, and then you had one with Finback, actually. I think, uh, isn't that where I when it took you there for the first time, uh, Beer Yes, wondered?
2: that was my first time there. Uh, and it was great. It was quite, I mean, we were there before things got a little crazy. We were there at like, I think, two or three in the afternoon. It was That's good early drinking day. Uh, oh, I, think, I think it was, was there when
0: you were picking up your kid from school. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. But I, I was very, I was wowed by the list. So,
3: yeah, I mean, it's, it's also it's nice to have it in business where you have a lot. Um, thankfully, you know, especially with Finback and Finhammer. Um, single Cup, we did one, and Collective Arts, and Three Floyds, can't remember, Wild East. So having all those connections for all the years, like, you know, they were they were really awesome in taking care of me and giving me some really unique beers from their brewery that would, you know, like, again, push the needle where people see it and they're like, oh, yeah, who, who is this little shop coming up with all these beers, you know? And that's, you know, that's kind of what I want. That's, a, that's the reaction I would get from the from these lists um, but yeah we do a lot of those we normally do one of those a month in the same vein um, we try to do we have a run club that we started out of the bar every thursday at seven o'clock um, it's a lot of fun it makes good for a couple of guilt-free beers you know we have you know we have a short run a long run and um again goes into creating that culture and that community of like what we're trying to start here and you know, people can come in on all nights that aren't run nights and still run into run run club people and be like, oh, you know, like or walk by like, I know there's gonna be someone there. If I'm coming by myself, I'm gonna know somebody. And, you know, that's that's unfortunately the first year is what you really have to push and try to create. Cool.
0: Um, what, what's the uh, what's the next uh, event coming up?
3: The, the next event is craft beer week, is at the end of February. So I think all we're right. gonna do a couple of events. I'm still in the works with some, so I don't wanna let the cat out of the bag too soon. Um, Instagram is totally where you can find out all that information, um, but we do have a couple cool things that are starting up. That if you don't mind me plugging, I will.
0: Not plug. at all.
1: Plug away. Um,
3: uh, we have a beer school that we just started last uh, last month. We did like a beer one hundred and one, um, and we sell tickets on our website uh, for that. We have a new one coming up for Valentine's Day. We're doing a beer and cheese pairing. We are no stranger
0: <laughs> to that. We're no strangers to that. That is
3: so true. That, absolutely, with your sponsor. Um, well, not yeah, only with yeah. our
0: sponsor, with that's what we we the same thing you were telling us before I uh, started started recording. As far as facilitating tastings, uh, uh-huh. beer, wonder, and I do a lot of that uh, oh. beer and cheese tastings uh, uh, for an- another company called uh, Unboxed Experiences.
3: Oh, excellent! Yeah, I mean that's that's amazing because I, I think that. Um, that kind of dynamic of pairing a food with a beer, just how versatile everything can be is, yeah. is a wonderful experience for people. Um, so that's what we're doing next. We do that. Um, Valentine's Day is our next one Four beers, four cheeses. And then we're also starting a, a name that tune music trivia night on Tuesdays. So it's more about the audio than it is about just a guy asking you questions all night. So all very uh, good. yeah, we have music themes. So we'll play a clip of the music. You have to get who the artist is what the song is. There will be a theme, and to generally not just the whole ethos of music. So it's more of just having, you know, kind of regulating. And we're starting that on February first. So you're going to um, head to fun. head
0: with your neighbors. Is, is, is it, well, I think Alewife is doing their trivia on Tuesday nights as well. Oh,
3: they I mean, it's unfortunate. It's, you know, you do it on those nights because of the slower nights. And uh, of course, you know, we're not doing the same exact thing. Thank God, because you know, I don't. You know, I like to be more neighborly than competitive. And I love, I love those guys, all the past here.
0: I mean, yeah, honestly, I think that's one of the things that I love about the craft beer scene is it's mm-hmm. all, they sort of like view each other as a community more than anything else. Yeah, um, absolutely.
3: I yeah. drink there, they drink at my place a lot. And, um, we pour their beer and, you know, um, we've known each other for many, many years and I've gotten along for,
0: well, for in f- fact, time. more than once I've started there and wound up at your place.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's great. You know, like, like, uh, you know, I always said when I was doing this new concept too, I reached out to Ted from Top Ops. I don't know if you guys remember Top Ops. Oh
0: yeah. Were- I was, yeah. I was sorry to say that they had to close their place on Orchard Street. Yeah.
3: I mean, I'm still in touch with him. He's doing much bigger and better things from that spot. And, uh, you know, I leaned on him a, a decent amount in the beginning of this because we had such a good relationship from one mile house to, to, to Top Ops. And, you know, people would, you know, make that trip for both places. Um, and, you know, when I was deciding to do this. I, had many meetings with ted and he was you know a really good guiding force for me for that
0: you know and speaking of the whole uh community competition whatever between beer bars and breweries there was a recent a uh, few months back a new york times article that you were interviewed for uh we're trying mm-hmm. to weighing in because i mean as i don't want to put words in your mouth but if i but you were saying something about uh how you felt like the article was sort of like pushing a gloom and doom perspective
1: mm-hmm. I don't- it was like, I don't want to say gloom and doom. I think I kind I'm of regretting like thinking that. Like I think it's more of a reality check. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a really
3: happy-go-lucky, beer article. Like you know, here's Sheriff from Sweet Avenue doing his thing, and you know, here's all you know falling. You know, and then you know we're not falling rock. That's that that is some of the doom and gloom. But like you know, I think what I'm trying to say is like it's it's a reality check for all small businesses during this pandemic of like yeah. Yeah. What you're faced with and you know the hardships that you know that you go through that people don't see, you know, everyone goes to a bar one day in their life and everybody thinks that they can open a bar every you know, one day in their life, yeah, you know, right. And it's like, Oh, it's easy. I would do this. I would do this. I would do that. But you know, the, the, the thing is that it's a business and it's, it's a lot more than just standing at the bar having a beer with your customers, you know, and yeah. those are the challenges that you face. And I think it's, you know, I think that's why the failure rate is so high in our industry is that people think they can do it and all you, you don't need an education. You just need money and the willingness to fill out paperwork. You know, and then you can have a bar. So it's one of yeah. those things, you know, where you know you kind of have to look at the reality of what situation you're in. And I think it was a very honest and very true article.
0: Yeah, I mean, what the, the, my takeaway from the article was, it was sort of pushing the idea that um, our uh, our 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 breweries being too much of a threat for beer bars these days. And I I would not want to live in a world where we could only have one of those options. I I think it's great because like, for instance, like you were just saying, alewife is your neighbor. Uh, You support them, you carry their beer. Uh, I can walk to single cut from my apartment, but if I go to the beer Beer and cheese collective, they have single cut beers there. They're not like, it's not like a tooth and nail kind of a thing. And on top of that, there are things that a really good beer bar can provide that you can't get. And, well, for instance, I, I'm not going to go to Maine to get this beer. Right. Uh, the, the this this one I have here, uh, Beer Wonder. It, it's going to be a little inconvenient for you to Middletown every it's... time you want a beer from Equilibrium. Yeah, I was going to uh, say it's a bit of a trek. So, it. I mean, it's it's possible that that maybe it seems like maybe some beer bars can't have quite as much of a focus on local as they might have before, or hyper local, right. I should say. They want to still, but but. So that might, and also I think I think what I, the article is, is where seemed positive. It was just saying that maybe bottle shops like yourself, while having more and more bars, having that more of a focus on bottles, will help them evolve and continue. I, I-
3: just over at Sweet Avenue gonna- defined by your beer you have to have everything you have to have right. personality behind the bar you have to have a standard that doesn't let your customers down you have to have you know you have to do what you say you're going to do i think you have to you know if you're going to provide a product and you're going to provide an atmosphere you have to do it 100 percent all the time and that's hard but you know i think you can use a lot of excuses on on why things aren't right or going your way and Although many of those can be valid, you still have to. Your standards don't need to wane because of it.
0: But you know, I, one of the things I find really interesting about your model, which is a little different from some other bottle shops I've seen, mm-hmm. is a lot of them will have uh, just like a corkage fee, where it'll be like a flat rate of like a, an extra extra dollar if you want to drink it in the store. You have this yeah. great thing where everything is priced to drink there, but if you want to mm-hmm. take it somewhere else, it's forty percent off. Yeah. Uh, Like, for instance, this beer I'm drinking now is $9 if you want to drink at the store. It's $5.60 if you want to drink it at home, which I think is a a fascinating model. Uh, It took me a second the first time I walked in because I was looking because I'm so used to seeing everything priced for takeaway. And I'm looking mm -hmm. like, this all seems a little bit high. And then I realized like, oh, no, it's much lower than I thought. Yeah.
3: And I do. I have these big signs that say 40%
0: off to go. Yes. and And no one ever sees them. I don't know why I got them, but. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, you know,
3: the you know, they don't. I don't read. So I, I get it. Um, yeah, I never liked the, you know, I don't want to say that I came up with this on my own, you know, it was definitely through talks, you know, again, Ted and stuff like that of just kind of going about like, I hated the fact that you got punished for having a beer inside of a bar, you know what I mean? And so it's like, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just making it more palpable. To, to discuss like sort of oh,
0: retrofitting it a little
3: <laughs> exactly like oh you get a reward if you take it home you know yeah. instead of like you're getting punished for staying here and then you have to look at that person for that, the, the the duration of that drink after you've just punished them you know what i mean I okay. just, it, it, it doesn't set a good tone for me
0: that makes sense
2: yeah, yeah. carrots and six. exactly carrots exactly. yeah exactly
0: well, you know, in keeping with the whole theme of the whole uh, community thing, I know the last time we were on here, I was talking about how it was going to the uh, the big uh, Gun Hill Barrel Aged Festival. Oh, oh yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was it was nice because I hadn't uh, hadn't been to any sort of a festival like that. Uh, you know, it was uh, it, it was all inside, but it was all it was it wasn't wasn't it, it was it was busy, but not uncomfortably crowded. Everyone had to be, you know, show their vaccination proof to, to go there. And, oh, there was so much, so much great stuff there. I don't even know where to begin. Uh, One was nice, like Lock 27 had a special uh, uh, cookies and cream, uh, uh, Black is Beautiful beer, which I haven't been seeing as much of lately. And that was really great. Um, And then I like our friends from uh, Finback and who else? Let's see here. Uh, KCBC, King's Court. King's Court, actually, I remember I had a really nice... uh, Russian Imperial Stout from there, but really it was, it was, it was, it was fantastic all around. And I wound up coming home. Uh, I, I, I kind of remember picking out the beers I took home with me, but they had a, a really nice deal with that. Uh, this this uh, great uh, barrel aged. Uh, uh, Jared, have you had their, their uh, Puerto Rockin' Noggin? Um, I don't think I have, unfortunately. It's, it's sort of, it's basically, it's a Coquito flavored uh, mm-hmm. barrel aged stout similar yeah. to uh the other one is a six point head wet version that was kind of like that called uh coquito cowboy oh
3: um, didn't have one called just called coquito i think they had
0: one too they yeah they did i, I saw don't think one. i ever had that one that was great oh that sounds good uh but they also had like a they had a, a barrel aged version of the void of light that was there they had that uh oh what's that barley wine they have uh it's got another one of those like old school kind of uh names escapes me now but yeah but it was it was i've mentioned it on the show before uh because uh beer and cheese collective had it on draft for a little while but the the, so so good i have like and so uh beer wonder when we finally have that stout party at my house yes i know we keep having to postpone it but it uh, it will be worth the wait once we get there i'm saving a couple of those for when we're able to do that um but also when i was in there i got to hang out with the happy hour guys a little bit uh the first time i'd I'd been been around with them in person and so for those of you who have been aching to get back to the theater just know that the curtain up pro not only is the curtain up project not done but they're they're calling the next phase of what they're doing act two
2: ah nice so definitely keep
0: keep looking for your curtain up act two because the performing arts industry is uh you know We, we we talked a little bit about i i can't remember the last time we really checked in on that whole issue because People were, were sort of cautiously saying, yeah, Broadway's back, but now uh with it's not it's not even just uh the advance of the of the Omicron. It's it's they've been constantly plagued with temporary closings here and there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh whereas a few Broadway shows are closing, well, literally closing, but saying they're hoping to come back in a few months just because you know, having to close for a few days every week just isn't working for them.
2: It's not financially sustainable, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I kind
3: have of a few people. Um, actually, a lot of people in the, in the Sunnyside neighborhood that work in that field. Right. And it's amazing. You hear like these big Broadway shows where
1: like whole sections of like you know the top, you know tier is just gone. They just yeah. fill the front rows, and then the bottom
3: row is kind of like you know your orchestra seating and stuff like that. And it's like, it's unbelievable. Like, you know, actors have to perform in front of two hundred people in a thousand seat, you know, theater. It, it it just seems really, you know, very very hard and difficult
1: for. Yeah. Of
0: those guys. Yeah, that that's not sustainable in of itself. Let alone if, like, next week we have to shut down for a week because someone tested positive. Yeah, uh, yep. yeah. The only the only thing like that I've gone to see, I did. I can't remember. Did I mention uh, my trip to the Irish Arts Center
2: on the last episode or so? I can't uh, remember. For sure. I know you mentioned it to me. I don't know if you've mentioned uh, yeah. I, I, I,
0: the 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 new Irish Arts Center and uh, way up on the oh, on the the oh, west uh, west fifties, I think it is not not far hmm. away from the bar uh, as is. Um, the, they have their new location there, but I wound up going to see uh, a, a show there, and I was planning on going to see it again, but they had to, like, totally shut down the second half of their run, just because uh, it just it wasn't worth it to continue.
2: Yeah. It's rough out there. Well, the good news is, you know, you can drink away your sorrows. And I know that uh, we've all been taking, you, you and I have been doing a good job of that. We did have a trip to Alewife, and I know you headed over to uh, Sweet Avenue afterwards. And we also- In fact, the, the,
0: night, the night we met at Alewife was literally the night I picked up the beer you're having right now.
2: There you go. See, keeping the cold chain real. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we also did a little trip to go see our friends and my dear bartender friend, Jen, over at the uh, Pony Bar. The Pony um, Bar, Yeah exactly so they still have still... their
0: dedicated outdoor space if that's what you need which we we yep. did so we sat there at the barrel in front of the place mm-hmm. uh with the uh, bundled up scarves and all having a nice beer it was, exactly. it was a very it's a very warming you know it's, it, uh, uh, that's a great thing a cold beer can still be a very warming experience
2: exactly it just takes takes does the job that needs to be done on the inside so and, and it's interesting that, that night i
0: also once i left i uh I decided to swing by the Beer and Cheese Collective. By the way, uh, I, I think I, I'll probably have this on the, the opening at the beginning, but uh, they are on a winter schedule again where Mondays and Tuesdays, they're closed. So you can it only open Wednesday through Sunday for the time being. But one of the things they just launched last week uh, is the Astoria Chess Club. I don't know if Ooh. the Astoria Chess Club existed already, but uh, last Wednesday, they had their first official meeting there, which apparently playing on doing every Wednesday night. I just stopped in after pony because i wanted to grab a couple of beers uh for to bring home and the place was just filled with chess boards just uh, and, and people playing them as well it, it of course naturally <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just a, and and hopefully yeah, it was just like i don't think i don't think they knew how big this thing would be so uh, if anyone is looking for for any uh, uh you know recreational or otherwise playing of uh of chess uh they welcome all drinking skill levels and drinking a beer and having some cheese uh, every Wednesday night six o'clock at the at the Beer and Cheese Collective. Very cool.
2: Uh, well, so many things uh, in the last couple of weeks in beer, but in the future, if you're looking for fun things to do uh, and you want to head over to Sweet Avenue, where can we find out all kinds of information about what's happening in your neck of the woods? Yeah, uh, I mean,
3: like Instagram. I think that's the way to go for information for us right now. We're pretty active on it. Um, we allow everyone to. Kind of see the inside of the place and the workings of it while, you know, sitting on their phone and maybe, I don't know, anywhere, anywhere anyone's on their phone, which is everywhere, I guess.
2: And um, what is the best handle for that one?
3: It is Sweet Avenue NYC.
2: Love it. Excellent. Yeah, yeah
1: that's anyway.
0: where I'm always checking. I love, I love how you're always put, putting up the pictures of like the full beer menu that's there. Uh, when yeah. you had the thing last week for, for Fifth Hammer, I was disappointed I wasn't there because I was, like, was looking at all the various things. I was like, oh, I really hope I get a chance to try that one. And mm-hmm. when I was there last night, uh, I was really glad that the one that, w- that I was most curious about was there, that uh, gin barrel aged porter. Yeah, the Tannabuse, I think yeah. that's how you know it, um,
3: it's a 23 month in a gin barrel. So I think they made that, um, making moves, or I think that's what their imperial order is with lactose. I think they made the original version of that and they split it up into different barrels. So, it's the same, same base beer made from the same time. I think they've had like Jamaican Moose. they've had bourbon um, barrel ages making And this one was one that they put in the gin barrels. And, you know, I think it was a very rare commodity. I was very happy Kuzume let me have that one.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, as, as far as barrel aging goes, gin is one of the trickier ones. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I've never had. Um, anything dark like that in a chin barrel? Normally, it's like either a saison or a pale ale, or you right, know, right, right. mostly like saisons. Um, it's like I love it. Um, I think people do get taken back by it. They're kind of like, "What is going on?" Just because they haven't tasted anything like that before. And you know, for me, if I haven't tasted it before, I, it just intrigues me so much that I like it. And it's a really delicious beer. I, th- I think you know,
2: excellent.
0: Yeah, I'd be I,
2: I, to go and try it then.
0: I, I think the mm-hmm. first one I had that was that was about a year ago. Uh, Big Alice had their anarchist jurisdiction, which was a uh, which was a, a gin aged stout, I believe. Okay. Um, but uh, but yeah, it, it's 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 always always well. The, the funny thing about the one the Botanamus is I, I I don't notice the gin as much until the finish.
3: Yeah. Like, I not sure I try
0: to taste the gin, and then all of a sudden you swallow it, and it's there.
3: Yeah, I think the nose is a lot of like juniper and stuff like that, and, and gin qualities. But when you drink it, you get all that sweetness and the lactose and like, you know, from the imperial porter, and then it does, it finishes dry like a gin. And it's yeah. pretty amazing, really amazing here. Like how many different rides you can go on in one set.
0: Excellent. Now, and in addition to Instagram, your website is, is also SweetAvenueNYC.com?
3: Yes. Everything okay. that, you know, any kind of handle is always there, Sweet Avenue NYC. Um, website is our store that so you can if you're I know you guys are in Astoria and, and whatnot like you can get beer delivered in Astoria from Sweet Avenue we have a good excellent. Like, uh, five mile radius so um, LIC Jackson Heights Woodside Sunnyside um, I think parts of Brooklyn as well um, I haven't seen how far it can go but it's, it's gone pretty far which is it's pretty amazing to me
1: excellent
2: I am, and, and I know I was gonna go say to I'm happy with... to test that for you because I do live okay, pretty yeah. far away from you in Brooklyn
0: exactly. <laughs> but I, I i did notice on the website not only like everything you offer is available for purchase not only delivery but if, but also it's all it's all very uh, you don't have to go hunting for anything the, yep. the beer 101 classes you're talking about are listed on there uh, as well as like uh, other events and uh and so yeah i'm looking forward to it. So good luck with that the runners club and uh well i'm i'm excited yep. to see what you have planned for uh nyc craft beer week yeah or is it, is it NYC Craft Beer or is it New York State Craft Beer Week? Um, I
3: want to say it's NYC Craft
0: Beer Week. Okay. I
2: think it's NYC, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. Just, the question confused me. I was like, wait, am I thinking of the wrong thing? But no, it, it's NYC Craft Beer Week. Okay. I, the opening bash um, at the very end of February and it runs into the first week of March.
2: Excellent. It's a good time to drink a beer for sure.
3: It, it really is. That's, it, you really feel part of a community during that week. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. You go to a lot of other people's events as well as your own. Um, and it's, uh, it's taxing on your liver, but it's worth it in the end.
2: That's what we train for.
0: (laughs) I think that's what you need to have on the t-shirt when you, when you finally get those made up. I know (laughs)
3: we're professionals. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right. Uh, well, um, anything else, uh, we need to talk about before we wrap things up? No,
2: I. Support your local breweries, support your local beer stores, support your local bars. Now is the time. Uh, I feel like January is always a rough month and into February is always a rough month for the beer industry. So now is a great time to go out and grab an extra drink at your favorite watering hole for sure. Yep.
3: Drive January is almost over. Support the beer ventures. Thank goodness. I'm really,
1: really, really happy I did this and
0: I had a great time. Thanks. We're really glad you, you were on here. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and I guess thanks to, to piggyback on what you were just saying, if anyone wants to reach out to us, we're at, at the beer Vengers on all the socials. Uh, you can email us at the beer at gmail.com. Uh, send us your comments, your thoughts, please. No, no death threats. Mail, yeah. <laughs> uh, because if you do well, we'll read them on the air and uh, laugh at you. And that one, yeah. that'll just make you angrier. So don't do that. Uh, haikus. Uh, uh, composite sketches, whatever you want. Uh, we, we, we accept. Uh, well, I mean, honestly, at this point, I'd be curious to see what the death threats would look like, but we don't want those. Um, <laughs> uh, Jared, he uh, actually, here's something I, I, I know we, we said we're not necessarily always doing this with bar owners since they're more like our commissioner Gordon's than, uh, mm-hmm. than the beer Avengers with, with secret identities, because the last thing Jared wants is a secret identity. He wants people to know Correct. who he is and where they can yeah. find him. But, uh-huh. uh, if you were to have a beer vendor name, Jared, any thoughts on what you'd like that to be?
3: Oh, I don't know. Um, I think would have to have do something with like um, the ability to well curate a list or something where you can Ooh. organize many different styles. Um, I think you would have to have some sort of. I mean, you're the leader of a of a bottle shop, so you kind of have to have a little bit of authoritarian feel to you. Mm. Um, I don't know. That's a really tough question. Um I don't know. I think I would just have to be like Captain Sweet Avenue or something. I mean, I think I just gotta stay on brand. You know, I think
0: or, or even, even just something as simple as the curator.
3: The curator, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I have the lightning bolt in the logo already. That would be perfect on my chest. So
2: I know. You're ready it's to in go very
0: well with it with what we do. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you, uh Jared, Jared the 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 curator, the uh did we even ever mention the exact address of uh, of Sweet Avenue? It's
2: it's uh, we'll say it.
0: It's four zero zero five Queens Boulevard, right yeah, off right the off the seven train. train. Uh,
2: yeah. Yes, very easy by public transit in the city yeah, of Gotham. Mm-hmm. Excellent.
0: Well, 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 thank you, Jared, and uh, and uh, come back anytime.
3: Yeah, please invite me. I'm always I'm always available for you guys.
0: Beautiful. It's been great. Uh, and thanks, all of you out there for listening. Thank you, Beer Wonder. And, uh, always a pleasure. We'll see you happen. next time. Oh look, I think uh, I think Huck's wandered in uh, and he's going to play us out. Thanks for listening everyone. Bye. We're the
1: beer 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 Avengers beer, beer 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 Avengers beer 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 Avengers are the, the Avengers